4: this the uh, journalists have just begun the 11 hour train ride in north korea and i can't wait to hear from these journalists i don't know how much they're going to see if that report is true that they have to leave their blinds closed yeah that's going to take a lot of the fun out of it i'm hoping that's not true where they changed their mind when there's a backlash against that don't be claiming you're about to reform completely as a country and you don't let journalists see your country as they travel
2: through it
5: right <clears throat> i wonder how many will uh open the curtains what are you gonna keeping do keeping in mind Otto warm beer well you could also keep in mind it's a bit of a
4: gamble but keep in mind are you gonna blow up this whole trump thing over abducting me because that will blow it up
5: yeah that would take some serious stones to make that gamble but yeah. I, I think you're right but uh boy as i reached for that curtain my fingers and my hands would be shaking a little bit but anyway, I don't I'll, know if they've got them wired, or, but we probably might, can't afford wire.
4: But. We might get more reporting on what North Korea is actually like behind the scenes than we've ever had before out of this. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to, to it.
5: Yeah. So uh listen, we have a guest coming up, right? So we probably ought to dive right into this. Um You know, some things we do because purely because we think they'll be entertaining. Some things we do because we think we probably ought to do them. Um And this is this is one of them. And we've gone over this before, but it's so incredibly important. Uh, David French uh, is writing in uh, National Review, but um, he's, mostly, he's relying heavily on Malcolm Gladwell's writing, which relies heavily on Stanford sociologist Mark Granovetter. But long and short of it is, well, the headline is, The best explanation for our spate of mass shootings is the least comforting. Every time these mass shootings happen, the answer is why. The first question is the hardest answer. Why? Why does this keep happening? Those who advocate for gun control have an immediate answer. The prevalence of guns in the United States, yet guns have been part of the American fabric of life for the entire history of our republic. You know, I'll jump in there and just say, from our perspective, if there are common sense uh, legislative uh, remedies... For lunatics or the murderous getting guns that score with the Constitution, I'll all listen to the argument. Sure not, not every slope is slippery. Uh, good, solid background checks doesn't mean that uh, all of a sudden everybody's guns will be taken away. Right, right. I'm just not afraid of that.
4: And we do have limits on what we allow, so let's yeah. talk about where we're drawing the line. But That's fine. it is worth pointing out, and this is what you're getting to. When I, when I was a kid, everybody I knew had access to a weapon.
5: Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah. High schools had rifle squads, rifle teams, shooting teams in many, many high schools. And
4: nobody took one to school and shot somebody.
5: Writing in 2015, Malcolm Gladwell wrote what I still think is the best explanation for modern American mass shootings, easily the least comforting. He argues that each mass shooting lowers the threshold for the next. He argues we're in the midst of a slow-motion riot, quote-unquote, of mass shootings, with the Columbine shooting in many ways the triggering event. Relying on the work of Stanford sociologist Mark Granovetter, Gladwell notes that it's a mistake to look at each incident independently. Quoting from Gladwell now. But Granovetter thought it was a mistake to focus on the decision-making process of each rioter in isolation. In his view, a riot was not a collection of individuals, each of whom arrived independently at the decision to break windows. A riot was a social process in which people did things in reaction to and in combination with those around them. Social processes are driven by our thresholds which he defined as the number of people who need to be doing some activity before we agree to join them. In the elegant theoretical model Granovetter proposed, riots were started by people with a threshold of zero. Instigators willing to throw a rock through a window at the slightest provocation. Then comes the person who will throw a rock if someone else goes first. He has a threshold of one. The next in line is the person with a threshold of two. His qualms are overcome when he sees the instigator and the instigators accomplish. Next to him is someone with the Threshold 3, etc., etc., who would never break windows and loot stores unless there were people, blah, blah, blah. I think you get the idea. And so on up to the hundredth person, a righteous, upstanding citizen who nonetheless could set his beliefs aside and grab a camera from a broken window of an electronics store if everyone around him was grabbing cameras from the electronics store. Gladwell then argues that Columbine changed the thresholds. The first seven of the major modern school shooting incidents were disconnected and idiosyncratic. Here's what he means. Uh, then came Columbine. The sociologist Ralph Larkin argues that Harris and Klebold laid down the cultural script for the next generation of shooters. They had a website. They made home movies starring themselves as hitmen men. They wrote lengthy manifestos. They recorded their basement tapes. Their motivations were spelled out with grandiose specificity. Harris said he wanted to kickstart a revolution. Larkin looked at the 12 major school shootings in the U.S. in the eight years after Columbine, and he found that in eight of those subsequent cases, the shooters made explicit reference to Harris and Klebold. Yeah, it almost always happens. Yep. Of the 11 school shootings outside the U.S. between 1999 and 2007, Larkin says six were plainly versions of Columbine. All of, of, of the 11 cases of thwarted shootings in the same period, Larkin says all were Columbine-inspired. Here's the most ominous part of Gladwell's thesis. The low-threshold shooters are motivated by quote-unquote powerful grievances. But as the riot spreads, the justifications are often manufactured and the shooters more and more quote-unquote normal. And here's Gladwell's chilling conclusion. In In the day of Eric Harris, we could try to console ourselves with the thought that there was nothing we could do, that no law or intervention or restriction on guns could make a difference in the face of someone so evil. If you don't know the whole story, he was a, a true psychopath. Uh, but the riot has now engulfed the boys who were once content to play with chemistry sets in the basement. The problem is not that there is an endless supply of deeply disturbed young men who are willing to contemplate hor- horrific acts. It's worse. It's that young men no longer need to be deeply disturbed to contemplate horrific acts. Indeed, it's the pattern of elaborate preparation and obsession with the subculture of mass shooters that has led in part to my own advocacy of the gun violence restraining order, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And and there's no doubt
4: that the way we handle it in the media,
5: we reach more people with how okay it is to be part of this. Right. The discussion. We lower the threshold. The discussion of this guy was jilted by a girlfriend, uh, the latest guy. I don't know if it's true or not. uh, Or or jilted by a girl who he wanted to go out with, and therefore he he blah, blah, blah. I didn't hear anybody in the mainstream news media because they claimed, uh, you know, we're not here to express opinions, even though they do every moment with the stories they choose and the way they report them. But nobody said... He was angered because a girl wouldn't go out with him, which is bizarre because every single human being on Earth deals with that at least once. Every single one of us. And then the father of the shooter comes out and says, you know, I don't consider my son a a, a, a criminal. I consider him a victim. He was a victim of bullying. Nobody stands up and says... Everybody gets bullied or pushed around a little or a lot. It's absolutely worth dealing with and trying to prevent. But let's not normalize the idea that because I was bullied, I get to kill. That's bizarre and, well, it's incorrect. Nobody's saying that. Meanwhile, we glorify these killers by making them look like superheroes. Yeah. Come up with the coolest.
4: Yeah, go ahead, sir. Come up with the most flattering picture we can find. Scariest looking, because
5: it will really get people to tune in to
1: CNN
5: or whatever network.
4: Put in quotes and giant letters on the screen, whatever their uh, posting was on their Facebook page or something.
5: Yeah, Yeah. You know, I've said this many times, and I'll say it again. Here's what's playing out. I go to the heads of all the news divisions of all the networks who do news, and I say, I'm pissed off. I would like to have you publicize everything I'm angry about, and I want you to name the people who wronged me and tell everybody what bad people they are, and I'd like you to make me really, really famous, please. And the heads all news networks say, yeah, okay, we will do that, but we need lots and lots of dead people. You give us lots and lots of dead people, and we'll make you famous and tell everybody what you're mad about. And that's the deal that's struck and executed over and over again. Boy, and and if you can
4: remember what it's like to be you know 15, 16 years old, that might sound pretty appealing.
5: And I'm because kids don't understand consequences. Right. It's one of the reasons teen suicide is so high because
4: they don't get what being dead means. Some of these shooters seem to understand it after they've done it. Yeah, they don't get what being in jail for the rest of their lives means. Well, they don't understand what debt is, but right. it would seem with at least a couple of them after they kill these people, oh, that's right. I get it now. Right. I wish I hadn't done that, but it you know, yeah. doesn't do us any good.
5: Yeah. So I'm telling you, there are uh, anti-bullying measures that would help. There are, you know, if you want to look into violent video games, because they are an awful lot like training for service members to get them to pull triggers. The book on killing is really interesting in that, in that regard. You ought to read it, but it, none of those by themselves will correct the problem. And it's Boy. a, and no gun law will. It's a fantasy to think they, it will. But this idea of a contagion, the idea of more and more people Moving, I'm going to kill a lot of people to express my unhappiness. It's been moved from no effing way to maybe in a lot of people's minds. That's our problem.
4: How about that idea you came up with of the media of saying, of course, that's an illogical response to being turned down for a date. I mean, we ought to throw that in.
5: Yeah, the the idea of, well, you know, it's a news report. We can't uh, judge. We can't condemn. Because
4: you're kind of implying that it's a legitimate legitimate reason.
5: Right. The dad's saying, yeah, he was bullied. You know, he is a well-thought-of football player. They say the coaches bullied him some. Well, I've played sports. Sometimes the coaches try to motivate you by, you know, through negative means. I don't love that brand of coaching, but... Implying that that's a justification for shooting a bunch of people? Don't imply that. Yeah. Well,
4: you're never going to get rid of. You could work toward getting rid of all bullying. You're never going to get rid of being turned down for dates, and that's often u- used as an excuse, right? I anyway, mean, our text line four one five two nine five KFTC four one five two nine five KFTC. So the Obamas now have a Netflix deal to make movies. We're going to check in on what that's all about, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Obama!
4: (laughs) So, yeah, we're going to talk about Obama. Uh, So I got a new TV yesterday I was going to mention later for different reasons, but it's got the Netflix button on it. You just press the Netflix and your Netflix comes on, which I don't care about. My kids are really into. But that's how big Netflix is now when you buy a TV. It's got a big big button on the remote control that says Netflix. That's when you're as successful as a brand. Yeah. It's when the TV remote has Netflix
5: on a big giant red button in the middle of it. And so uh, Michelle and Barack Obama have gotten a new gig with Netflix, producing all sorts of stuff for that network. And Andrew Egger of the Weekly Standard joins us uh, with that story. Hello, Andrew. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. So you're, uh, you're titled the most ambitious crossover event in history. That strikes me as slightly uh, sarcastic. And, and we won't have sarcasm here. <laughs> uh, but, uh, what a, yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry to do that to you guys. Yeah, tell us about
3: the deal. So... It's amazing. First of all, it's uh, what I when, I when I very first saw that the headline was uh, the news was breaking. My, my job basically just dropped because it's just such a great story for for 2018. Right. In, in, in terms of all sorts of things. Right. So the, well, I'll start with the actual details, um, which is that Netflix is uh, has entered into a multi-year deal with the Obamas, uh, sort of an open ended thing. Um, for them to produce, and I'll just quote from their release a diverse mix of content, including the potential for scripted series, unscripted series, docu series, documentaries, and features. So uh, essentially, they've just they they've, they've drafted the Obamas to 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 sort of produce whatever content they happen to come up with. It's apparently an eight figure deal. Um, there aren't any like actual scripts or uh, pitches or really anything yet but they they've locked down the former president and former first lady uh for for whatever musings they m- may want to commit
5: a, but let's years. let's pause for a second eight figures if i'm counting correctly is 10 million dollars is that you right know, uh
3: i hadn't even gone so far as to associate that with with real dollars but i think i think you might be correct about that
5: <laughs> yes sir. well wait a yes. second well, yeah a million would be yeah. so, good yeah. lord yeah, so
4: or at least ten. It could be more than that. Um, uh, w- 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 but we have no idea what they're going to do if they're going to make a sitcom or a political documentary, a or, judge show, or
5: Judge or, Obama or dog training. <laughs> I mean, we have no idea.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we we've gotten a couple of uh, glimmers from the Obamas. The 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 one thing that we've uh, been been led to believe they're not going to do is any any. Overtly uh, hashtag resistency type anti Trump content yeah. because uh, which which is you know hats off to them because that would that would just be the worst I can't even imagine that 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 news cycle happening with you know them the, the their new Netflix special you know dropping a bunch of bombs on Trump and then we have sure. to read the
1: tweets but and it that would be, be
4: but that would be easy to understand and predictable if you take that off the table and from what I read you know uh, partisan politics they're not going to get into. Maybe that's accurate, Mm -mm. maybe it's not. But if they
5: don't do that... And what is it? The story of a young boy in Hawaii who loses his dog yeah. and paddles his canoe from island to island looking for him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of hard. To, they, they, they've, they've set up this, uh, they actually set up a company. It's called higher ground productions. And it's, uh, it's apparently going to be cultural stories of various kinds Uh, from Obama's statement. He said, we hope to cultivate and curate the talented, inspiring, creative voices who are able to promote greater empathy and understanding between peoples and help them share their stories. Yeah, with the entire I'd like world. to
5: do that too, but who's got the time. So, th- th- so they're, just going to become a movie studio. Well, a a production studio that'll do TV and movies. They're, They're going to be Harvey Weinstein without the rape
3: yeah that seems that seems wow. pretty much exactly right hopefully hopefully a more positive cultural force hopefully we can all agree a more positive cultural force than than harvey weinstein but but yeah, I mean, I think that uh uh it, it makes a lot of sense right because even even when he was president uh for a lot of his uh fans, especially as younger as hipper fans, o- Obama was always sort of more of a or at least as much a uh cultural force as he was sure. like a a policy guy right yes, certainly. He, yeah, well, said. For, for yeah, and, and and so you know, this uh, he he sort of laid low for for the first. Uh, however, many eighteen months of the of the Trump presidency he sort of pops up every once in a while and creates a, a media ruckus by you know tweeting something sort of mean or whatever about about Trump. But but I think that like there's he, he has actually left a, a very serious vacuum for you know young liberals who have been craving that sort of cool president uh, uh, thing that they they lost well, uh, when when he left office. So uh, I, I think that you know this is it's a very smart move for Netflix, obviously. Because, oh you know, sure, they, boy, whatever in, in, they put uh, out
4: will get plenty of. Uh, Uh, PR without even paying for it for the first episode yeah, of whatever yeah. it is. And I mean, we were calling it Barack and Michelle, but come on. Michelle's along for the ride. It's Barack Obama that's mm-hmm. the driving force and what everybody's interested in here. Well, that's that's misogyny. No, it's not. It's the president's uh. a much bigger deal than his wife. Back to Harvey Weinstein.
3: Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if Barack Obama would agree with you about
4: that. Yeah, well, he couldn't say it out loud, but he knows. <laughs> um, he's a very funny guy, so maybe he'd do humor. You know, I read, uh, was it Dreams from Our Father, My Father, that first book. He's a great storyteller, so I could I could see him doing all kinds of stuff. And
5: did he actually yeah. write that? Unlike most political oh, yeah, books, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he, he, yeah, he yeah. wrote that. Yeah, interesting. Andrew Egger of the Weekly Standard. Uh, Andrew, uh, thanks very much for the story, entertaining stuff. And I guess we'll all wait with bated breath for the uh, the uh, uh, boy and his dog movie to come out <laughs> or uh, a wacky sitcom. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Good to talk to you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah. Uh, how about this? A young would-be senator in Chicago solves crimes at night. (laughs) That sort of thing.
4: Yeah, he wrote his book, and I remember I I read it at the time. That was when nobody was sure if he would run for president or not. And I remember coming in and saying, there's no way he's running for president because some of the stuff that he said in there, talking about doing drugs, talking about wanting to punch a white kid in the mouth because he was white. I
5: mean, just stuff that I thought, would you say that if you're running for president? Well, It's funny that the media didn't bring that passage up during the race. That's, I, that's just, odd. I,
4: I thought it was refreshing that he was just so honest about
5: various feelings and experiences he had. But, and, and that was, uh, you know, one of a long line of your predictions, too. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, uh, well, iffyish. ish
4: um, <laughs> Barry Goldwater did not write Conscience of a Conservative. John F. Kennedy did not write the book he won a Pulitzer Prize for.
5: Of uh, profiles and Code. Yeah, he did courage, not yeah. write that. Yeah,
4: that there is a tradition of that. Yeah, yeah, interesting.
5: Ten or uh, 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 eight figure? No, six. Eighth figure Eighth eight deal. figures. said eight figures. Yeah. Somewhere between 10 and 99 million, which it's is quite a range. 10 and yeah. But
0: a drop in the bucket of the multi billion dollar yeah. budget that Netflix has. You know, I think last year they, uh, Ryan Murphy, Shonda Rhimes, two very well known. Obviously, they, they have a history of making successful TV shows. They both inked them to each a hundred million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're throwing money all over the well, place. and the
5: Obamas. I, I, I never mind Netflix and their business model. I'd just like to announce that I am available for a similar deal <laughs> for three figures. <laughs> I've, never,
4: I've never watched anything that's not on the kids' channeled netflix yet i paid a subscription and all we see is phineas and ferb and now my my youngest is on a my little pony jag they just
2: he's a a brony what's what's coming up in your news marshall (laughs) trump comey twitter war breaking out this morning you got an oregon student suing after getting sent home for wearing a trump t-shirt and guys lose their sex drives if they don't get enough Details coming no, up.
5: No, no, you're not going to tell us till the news. Is it
4: McDonald's burgers? That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm getting lots of McDonald's burgers. Rounds, Rounds of golf. Is it donuts? I'm good shape if it's donuts. <laughs> uh, all that's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty show. I got this text Obama did not write that book it was written by the weather underground terrorists. Yeah, I
5: don't think that's true. All right, Bill Ayers wrote it. All right. Um uh, I got an email suggesting he could do lessons from the Quran. Oh, for crying out loud. What is it's it not with you funny. people? It's not it's not helpful. It doesn't you... forward the discussion. No. What is it with you people? Assalamu um... alaikum. Oh boy.
4: American parents invented 1,100 new baby names last year. I want legislation passed. (laughs) You don't get to make up any new baby names. We're going to have a government-approved list. You can choose from that list of regular names. All right, Chairman Un. But I'll hit you with some of the made-up baby names. Oh, boy. Somebody named their girl Melodius? Melia... Melia... Melia...
0: Hmm. Anyway... Let's get the news now with Marshall. It's a Phillips. preview of that child's life every time there's a substitute teacher. <laughs> M- right. mm. Yeah, exactly. right. somebody help me.
2: Ella Trump, uh, Comey, Twitter guns are ablazing this morning. President Trump tweeting about the criminal deep state and says its efforts to undermine him have backfired. He's referring to the FBI's reliance on an outside informant to determine whether Trump campaign aides were working with Russia ahead of the 2016 election. Trump tweeting this morning, look how things have turned around in the criminal deep state. He refers to it as a major spy scandal, the likes of which this country may never have seen before. And now you got the former FBI director James Comey slamming Trump's ongoing criticism of the Bureau. Comey tweeting this morning that Trump's attacks will do lasting damage to the U.S. He asked, how will Republicans explain this to their grandchildren? I don't know. We'll work on it.
5: You know, uh, thanks for your concern, Mr. Former Director, sir. How are people gonna explain you throughout history? Yeah, stretch answer that one, huh? <laughs> there you go. Now he's silent, huh? Meanwhile you got a. Meanwhile, bus- George Washington uh, tweeted, Slap's head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Meanwhile you got a business partner of a former Trump lawyer, Michael Cohen, striking a deal that could lead to him to turn on Cohen. Yevgeny Friedman, otherwise known as the Taxi King, yes. has reportedly struck a plea deal in a tax case and agreed to work with investigators in both state and federal investigations. Friedman was a partner with Cohen for years in New York City's taxi business. I think
4: Cohen has problems. I think Manafort has problems. Doesn't mean Trump has problems.
2: We'll see. Meanwhile, anyway, you got a Hillsboro, Oregon student suing for his First Amendment rights. The Oregonian reports Addison Barnes. Filed the suit in a Portland federal courtroom. He's claiming he was barred from wearing a T shirt to Liberty High that promotes President Trump's campaign promise of a border wall between the U.S. and Mexico. The shirt. What? Oh, the, the shirt reads Donald D- J. Trump Border Wall Construction Company with a line <laughs> underneath that says the wall just got 10 feet taller. Well, Assistant Principal uh, Amanda Ryan Fear. Reportedly made him cover it because at least one student and a teacher were offended by it. Oh, no! So, uh, it's a a, a provocative shirt, obviously.
4: and would be disruptive, so you got to look at it from that standpoint. But in terms of a commentary, we're going to try to secure the borders of our country like every other country in the world. How inflammatory is
5: that? Good Lord. How about all the Obama t-shirts? Come on now. Come on. Suit now said, I grant I'll grant you the wall thing is especially provocative, <laughs> yeah. but
2: the suit says uh, he refused to cover up the message, so he got sent home. He's seeking an injunction preventing the district from enforcing dress codes he says are inconsistent with the First Amendment's promise of freedom of speech.
4: Yeah, well, interesting to see what they work out here because you, you gotta you gotta not have disruptions in a cl- in a school also to, to
5: to 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 teach the kids. I do have sympathy for that. By yeah. the way, um, I'm sorry before we get on to that. Marshall Liberty High School. The assistant principal's name is Fear. Is this some sort of elaborate metaphor you've woven for us? It all factual. The actual.
4: All factual. It's from the original reportage. Trump talking about North Korea yesterday basically said yeah. a phrase that was, "We will make North Korea great again." During <laughs> his speech, wow. make them safe and prosperous. North Korea will be great again. M-ka. I thought, wow.
2: <laughs> New study. New studies showing that not getting enough sleep can lower a man's testosterone. Dr. Pradell Patel of the University of Manitoba led the study. He says testosterone deficiency has been linked to erectile dysfunction and it worsens urinary tract symptoms. Certainly. Certainly. So he recommends men try to get eight hours of restful sleep a night. Well, try Mm. to get whatever sleep you need.
4: I got eight eight hours. six
5: or nine or whatever.
4: I'll bet the last time I got eight hours of restful sleep was... 2010, maybe? And I've noticed you're lactating, so
5: <laughs> apparently there's some truth to this.
2: Gold State Warriors, Houston Rockets tied at two games uh, boo, each in the boo. NBA's Western Conference final. Houston rallying in the fourth quarter.
4: Looking
3: to get it in, looking to get it in.
2: Fights Curry in the corner, got it off in time. He missed it!
5: And, and now game driven. four is finally, officially over as the Rockets come to Oracle Arena here in Oakland and win it 95-92.
4: It doesn't uh, look that good in retrospect, but the third quarter the Warriors had with Curry's backpedaling uh, shimmy, his new one is the backpedaling shimmy wow. as he goes down the court <laughs> after he hit 11 points in a row. I mean, it was really quite amazing. Uh, that was a hell of a comeback by Houston. I don't know what's going to happen now. Could be
2: a seven-game series. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Squeeze
5: the bird. Is anybody tying in the way Houston, quote unquote, came back from the hurricane? To the... No, that's over, thank God. Okay, good.
4: God, I did hear somebody drop a Houston, we've got a problem during something. Just, oh you, boy, you gotta,
5: you gotta let that go. Freshen up your uh, material there. Need to, like, I also turn that joke to the museum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also read that Houston is uh, rebuilding a lot of the places that got flooded that are floodplains without really doing anything about the fact that they're building on floodplains.
4: Right. The and, hell's going on there? Yeah. We do that in America. Um, uh, I, what do you think about the inventing these new baby names? It just seems wrong to me. Government needs to step in. Eleven hundred new baby names last year that parents invented. I'll go through some of them.
5: Loratadine, Blumpo. it's dinner time.
4: Yeah. Bunch of kids named Camry. Different spellings. Oh, boy. Because of the popularity <laughs> of the Toyota sedan, I guess. I'm hoping my
5: child gets good
3: gas mileage <laughs> through <its> life.
4: <laughs> and is a dependable child. <laughs> You're listening to uh, the Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of nation. Of the nation. Whoa.
4: Strong and Getty Show. I S you not, says this texter, a, a favorite phrase of mine. I've always enjoyed that. It brings a certain class to the word to the S word. You're Sing me. I S you not. Um one of my cousins has three kids, Solera, Sienna, and wait for it, Tundra. Their father works for Toyota.
5: <laughs> I hope that's not true. Which
4: leads me to this American babies Tundra American babies were given 29,910 distinct last names last year. So that's interesting. Uh, of all the kids born in America, nearly 30,000 different names. Wow. Of those, 1,100 were brand new that had not appeared in any uh, databases prior to 2017. 1,100 completely new names, which wouldn't be easy to do. Um, the biggest new name is Camry. <laughs> spelled C-A-M-R-E-I-G-H, which was given to 90... This this is what's interesting to me as a pheno- phenomenon. 91 different babies across the country were given that name last year. So huh. somehow it seeps out into the consciousness, right? Consciousness, right? Of the culture. I Even though guess. it didn't show up at all in 2016, 91 babies were given the name Camry, spelled E-I-G-H. They think it's because uh, Camry... First showed up in 1997, thanks to the sensible Toyota sedan, I guess, spelled the traditional way with Toyota, C-A-M-R-Y. But there's been a move lately toward anything that ends in E being changed to E-I-G-H. Ashley's are becoming Ashley instead of L-E-Y-L-E-I-G-H. Because it looks fancier. I guess. Riley became Riley, R-Y-L-E-I-G-H. Really? Really? Yeah, and seems unnecessary. You know, I'm not going to criticize anybody about baby names. I, I will. Just, I just. I <laughs> step aside. <laughs> I don't particularly see the advantage of like giving your kid a name that everybody's going to have trouble spelling. They're going to have to repeat it for the rest of their lives. Um, but whatever, we do things for all kinds of
5: weird reasons. Nexium, Lyrica, Crestor. It's time for dinner. <laughs> Come on in. You just go. In. Genuvia! <laughs> you just. Spiriva, Lyrica, dinner time. (laughs) He's going through
4: recently approved drug names or what?
5: Humira! (laughs) Humira, get get in here. How'd you get your dress so dirty, honey?
4: Uh, U.S. Social Security Administration keeps track of all the baby names for some reason. It only contains records for names given to five or more babies, so it's possible that there are other names out there that only one kid has.
5: I've got the. Let's see, I can get down to the. We're truly unique. We wanted to give our kid a unique name.
4: Yeah, that's an, uh, yeah, that's an interesting
5: want. Uh, want. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's that, Michael? Merkina.
4: <laughs> Merkin, one of your favorite words. <laughs> yeah. Look it up, spelled with a K. You're really not. You're not uh, There are eight your Dannys out there. Now, now, some of these. This I'm could sorry. Be, s-
5: s- how's that spelled?
4: YORDANI. Now some of these now Your Cam- Danny Camry's pretty c- clearly came from the Toyota Camry and then people wanted to change the spelling of it. But some of these names might be s- some sort of ethnic background that you know.
5: Yes, that's it's very entirely popular. possible.
4: In Romania there's lots of people named Danny. I don't know. Yasdin Sharvin, Raphson, Nif Niang, Miking. Those are all Asian names that could be popular. Or unpopular, Guile.
0: G U I L E. Hey, that's a Street Fighter Two character. I like that one. That kid's gonna be. That kid's gonna be something.
4: There are eight Dawsons in the country, but they spelled it D A W S I N instead of the traditional name. For the first time ever, eight people
5: decided to come up with Dawson spelled. It's got to be one of those uh, kind of viral things. Somebody sees it, mentions it to somebody else. Who's pregnant. And, and you just think it would be great if for the
4: rest of his life. He's got to tell his teacher, boss, person at the DMV. No, it's I N D A W I N. Oh, What's the advantage of that?
0: Because now you're special,
5: I guess. Maxillary, Palatine, perietal. Come on inside, kids. It's starting to rain. Sphenoid. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you coming up with these Lumbar. names? <laughs> Lumbar. <laughs> Malleus incus, get inside. It's starting to rain, and call for humorous to come home. If I had three kids
4: and was starting over, I would be the three parts of the ear. What are that? On
5: the <laughs> radius, daddy's calling. <laughs> Lumbar. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is. Let's see. Uh, uh, river. Ossicles, malleus, incus, stapes. It's dinner time. Those are your three (laughs) bones of the year. Exactly. That's what I wanted. (laughs) Ancus Stapes. Stapes. Is your
4: homework done? So here are uh, eight kids named Riverlay, and I hope they're not girls. Oh,
5: boy. Um, River Like L-E-I-G-H at the end. That would be the popularity
4: of making things lay, or making the A sound E-I-G-H. Sutherland, first time ever on the list, but there's eight of them. Sutherland, S-U-T-H-E-R-L-Y-N, for some
5: reason. Didn't our, our, our co-worker Scott, back in Charlotte, name his kid Sutherland? But, or was that Summerlin? I can't remember. But spelled Ilium like one. Warm... Ilium, pubis. <laughs> no, pubis is not a good name for a kid.
4: Um, there are eight Aidans out there, but it's spelled A-D-H-A-N.
5: All right. It's part of this is just illiteracy, isn't it? It's people know. who have no idea how to spell names, guessing when they uh, get to the, the the you know the birthing room. Shouldn't I guess. the nurse
4: say, "I'm not writing it down like that"? <laughs> that is
5: not their name. No, no. You know what? Nurses take control. Yeah, I realize some would consider it an incredible intrusion into a beautiful moment. Got another one. Edit I, the name.
4: Another name. I hope this isn't a girl Lake Lay. <laughs> you don't want your daughter you want, named Lake Lay. Hey,
5: you want to go to the lake with me? <laughs> She'll get that her entire life.
4: Madalena. Madalenia, I don't know. Mylarose? Eight of those? <laughs> those so are unattractive eight names.
5: eight mylaroses yeah. in America. Seems like we're going back to my list of drugs there. It does.
4: <laughs> Roofta. There are nine Rooftas. R-U-F-T-A. A Rufta? R-U-F-T-A. R-U-F-T-A. Uh, that's got to be something ethnic, right? It's rough to make a living these days.
5: Roofta. <laughs> the roof does on fire.
4: Mm-hmm. You
5: know, do whatever you want,
4: except for giving your kid dumb names.
0: Mm. I'm,
5: I think I'm more
0: upset about the. I'm the, not actually upset about any of it. the but. creative spellings than kind of random out there like one of names. Yeah, I don't care. By okay. Taking a normal name and just completely changing the way it spells just because
4: and then and then making the poor kid have to spell it for everybody their whole life if
0: you want to be creative be creative that just seems like lazy creativity to me
4: Caspin. there are 10 caspins c-a-s-p-e-n
5: how does that catch on niceria brookholderia pseudomanus Clostridium, come inside. What are those? Deadly pathogens. <laughs> Klebsiella, Klebsiella. Listen to me. She never listens to me. Streptococcus. Nice job, son. You made a you made a double in the eighth inning. Mirac- we call him Streppy.
4: Here's a good one. There are eleven miracles, but miracle spelled M-I-R-A-C-L-L-E. Miracle. Uh, okay. All right. I don't, you know, okay. Knoxley. 12 Knoxleys. Knox, Knox. L-E-E. Knoxley. Hmm,
5: That's Albert, an
4: odd name. Instead of Drexler, Draxler. 17 Draxlers. <laughs> it's as good as Drexler. I guess. <laughs> yes, but, yeah. I get it. Shorten okay. your
0: name. Go by Drax. Should be fine.
4: So, at uh, there are eighteen Camrys spelled with a K A M R E I G H. Then there are ninety-one Camrys spelled with a C C A M R E I G H. And yet, not a single Corolla, <laughs> other than Adam Dotson.
5: <laughs> what's the what's the Giannis or Yahtzee? What's that one Toyota? The, it's the, the little, little tiny one. one, oh Yaris, Yaris, yeah. yeah. A good name they for have it. a couple of models. I noticed now they have a like a, a four door Yaris, but it used to be that little uh, egg beater car. And uh, you got behind a Yaris, you were behind a bad driver, hundred percent correlation. Really? Didn't oh yeah, terrible drivers in in those cars. I don't know why. Who knows. Because yeah. you're surrounded by tinfoil. How about other
4: car <laughs> names that haven't caught on? why Camry catch on? But no, there are, there are escorts a bad name for a kid, especially a girl. Um, well,
5: Mercedes is a good name for a stripper.
4: Yeah. We've are discussed many times. Anyway, well, good for you all out there. It's fine. Cersei. C-E-R-S-E-I. There are 11 of them.
0: Cersei. That's the, uh That's one of the main bads from the Game of Thrones. Oh,
4: yeah. Okay, yeah. They point that out. That's a Game of Thrones name. Okay. There you
5: go.
0: Popped
4: up there. Whatever happened to Eugene? Yeah. Stuff like
5: that. Huh? Otto. <laughs> Otto. That's
4: a good name. Helga. That's a good name. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.